0: All right, how's everybody doing today? Hotep, hey, this is Michael M. Hotep, founder of the African History Network, host of the African History Network show. I'm a talk show host, researcher, election writer. It is Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019. Tuesday, April 2nd, 2019. We are live. Hope everybody's doing well. So I'm back from the 18th annual Baltimore Natural Hair Care Expo in Sunday evening when I was preparing to leave Baltimore to come back from Detroit I got the news that a uh, rapper entrepreneur real estate owner Nipsey Hussle was uh, shot and killed in front of his uh, marathon clothing store in uh, Crenshaw area there in um, South Los Angeles okay so I was uh, posting articles about this uh, Sunday night um, March 31st, 2019, and uh, there was a huge reaction uh, from this on social media, right? So, I wanted to talk some about uh, Nipsey Hussle from an entrepreneurship perspective, from a business owner perspective, and deal deal with his uh, entrepreneurship prowess, deal with uh, how he was empowering his community through uh real estate ownership, owning businesses, um, getting kids into getting especially African American youth into the STEM field, science, technology, engineering and math. You've heard me talk about the STEM fields uh in the past and there are right now about 4 million jobs um, tied to the, uh, available in the STEM fields right now. Approximately 4 million jobs available in the STEM fields, okay? So uh, how's everybody doing? Share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also. And uh, I'm going to share this right now on my personal page. And uh, so we'll talk about uh, real estate. We'll talk about economic apartment and the STEM fields and what Nipsey Hussle was really into. Okay. Uh, and then we'll also um, let you know how African-American business owners, how you can advertise with the African History Network as well. So African-American business owners post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast. And um we'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network on the podcast of our radio shows. Email us at Customer Service at African History com Customer Service at African History com for more information. Alright, so I already knew about Nipsey Hustle uh before he was uh... he was murdered, he was killed. Okay? He was shot and killed. And we know police have one person in custody. Uh we'll get more details as more information comes out. But I saw a news story from about two or three months ago. It was a local new i think it was a fox News affiliate there in um uh, uh in los angeles and they did a story about him uh purchasing the strip mall that his marathon clothing store is in and they talked about him investing in the vector ninety um uh, uh Incubator dealing with the uh, STEM fields and things like this, and they talked about what he was doing for the community. Okay, and you know, things like this are extremely important. Oftentimes, uh, hip hop artists, rappers, oftentimes get all put into one category, they're all bad, they talk about drugs, etc. But oftentimes, you have hip hop artists, Rick Ross is one of them. Rick Ross owns a lot of businesses. He owns fast food franchises, things like this, and he employs a lot of people, especially African-Americans. Now, I may disagree with some of his lyrics, but there are positive things that Rick Ross does as well, the the, the hip-hop artist Rick Ross. Same thing with um, Nipsey Hussle. So, there are a number of different articles I've I've been sharing on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, as well as um, my personal page, Michael M. Hotep. Uh, TheGrio.com was the first article I saw about him being killed. Um, then also, I've been looking at a number of different articles. NBCNews.com uh, has a good one. Washington Post has an obituary uh, on him. Nip- Nipsey Hussle's Grammy-nominated rapper, Nipsey Hussle, Grammy-nominated rapper, who sought to revive South LA, dies at 33. That's on April 1st, 2019. It's not an April Fool's joke. Uh, So, I'm going to share some of these articles with you. We'll post a link to them on the thread of our broadcast also. How's everybody doing? Uh, Jennifer, Crystal, Ray, Shirley. Everybody share this broadcast on your Facebook page. Invite your friends to tune in also, okay? So, if we look at this fantastic article from NBC Black, NBC has different platforms Latino, Asian American. There's also NBC Black at NBCNews.com. Nipsey Hussle's commitment was to his LA neighborhood where he had big plans. Nipsey Hussle's commitment was to his L.A. neighborhood where he had big plans. Now, uh, we're going to get into some of his background also because his father was Eritrean and Eritrea is in uh, East Africa, is bordered by Ethiopia and Sudan. Okay, And in 2004, he went to Eritrea uh, for the first time to see his father's side of the family. He met all these relatives that he had never met before, his grandmother, cousins, aunts. Uh and uh, I, I saw an interview uh from March of two thousand eighteen that uh, ninety seven point nine did with him. It's about a thirty-five minute interview and I I, I went and watched the entire interview. Um, it's on YouTube and it's from the Vida Loca Vida Loca Vita Loca uh hip hop show on ninety seven point nine and he got into he he talked about some of this history, okay? So check that out. Nipsey Hussle talks about what his real name um Asdom Ar, uh, uh as uh Asdam means the g is silent It's spelled a s g h e d o m but the g is silent okay so uh, one of the things i had to research was how to pronouncely correct uh how to how to how to uh correctly pronounce his name okay because it's a uh eritrean name or ethiopian name all right so let's jump into this how's everybody doing okay so um the article from n b c news Uh, Nipsey Hussle's commitment was to his L.A. neighborhood, where he had big plans, uh, written by Eric E. Evans, uh, April 2nd, 2019. Uh, Talks about Nipsey Hussle back in in 2006, all right? And uh, let me get the light back up. So he was, and it says this may have been his first on-camera interview back in 2006 at Russell Simmons Get Your Money Right Summit okay and um, Nipsey Hussle back then spoke plainly about leaving behind the material things synonymous with hip-hop lifestyle, the diamonds, the flashy cars to secure, and he he was moving away from that to secure financial, uh, a financial future for his family and people in his community alright now even though in some of his videos, you know, he may wear the chains and medallions and the watches. He was really about investing in this community, only real estate, only businesses. letting that create a legacy for his future, for his son and his daughter. We know he's engaged to um, actress Laura, uh, uh, Lauren London as well. So, you know, our condolences go out to her, his children, her family, etc. But if we look at him even going back to 2006 he was focused on entrepreneurship creating a legacy not focused on the materialism he said quote uh, how, uh, uh, so he was interviewed by hip hop journalist David D okay back in 2006 at Russell Simmons get your money right summit and David D asked him how come you not blingin and having all kind of crazy diamonds and all that okay And he uh, he he said, I guess you I guess you here I guess you were here to get your money right. So um, Nipsey Hussle responded, I'd rather invest in some real estate. I'd rather invest in some real estate. Davy D responded, So you trying to get land? He said, Exactly, homie. A real asset to take care of my people. Okay. So this is his brother back in 2006 showing this maturity and this wisdom, all right? So, we know he was 33 years old. His real name, Ermeus uh Asedom, okay? It's spelled A S G H E D O M. We'll put it here in the in the thread of the broadcast. But the G is silent, okay? And he said in the interview that he did with 97.9 the Vita Local, Vita Loca show. He said his his name is Ethiopian and it means God will rise. God will rise. Now we know um, if you follow our fan page, we posted an article last year about how Ethiopia and Eritrea were making amends. There was a 20-year-long uh, uh, military fight between Ethiopia and Eritrea. Uh, Eritrea gained its independence in 1991 from Ethiopia. There's a long history behind that. Go to face to faceafrica.com, face to face the number two. And they have articles there dealing with that. We'll post some of the articles here. One of them is uh, Ethiopian leader makes his makes gage. This is from July 8th, 2018. And it's about uh, Ethiopian uh, Prime Minister um, uh, Ahmed visiting uh Eritrea for the first time in twenty years okay so check that out face to face africa dot com all right so um now in the interview with ninety seven point nine he said that his name uh Armaeus is spelled E-R-M-I-A. i eight all right we're back i don't know what happened okay we're back how's everybody doing okay so in the interview with 97.9, uh, the Vita Loca show, he said that his name, Ermaeus, spelled E-R-M-I-A-S, means God will rise. God will rise. But uh it could mean sent by God. There's an article from heavy.com, and we'll uh give you the name of that article. You can check this out also. There's an article from heavy.com called What is Nipsey Hustle's real name, background, and ethnicity? And it talks about his name could mean sent by God. Okay, he in the interview he talked about how um, he found out what his name meant because he didn't know what his name uh, meant till some years ago. And he said he was driving, he had a female friend in the uh, car, and uh, he told her his his real name and he said uh and she said what does his name mean he said he didn't know it's just an african name so she looked it up online and said his name means god will rise okay all right so um so you can check that out also at, at heavy.com they have a really good article on him as well all right so um to so the 33 year old uh hip hop artist real name hermes uh asdom asdom the g is silent Um, we know he was shot and killed Sunday in front of his uh, apparel store, Marathon Clothing, okay? And we see tributes and condolences coming in from those in the hip-hop world, coming in from all across the country, all right? Now, um, when we look at his hip-hop career, he was not, he was nominated for a Grammy in, um, for the 2018 release of his first uh, album, his first full album with a major record label, okay, uh, Victory Lap. And it was nominated for uh, Best Rap Album. We know Cardi B one we're not going to get into that. But prior to that, he released eight mixtapes, okay? And this is really a lesson a lesson when it comes to guerrilla marketing when it comes to being able to have a track track record before you get a major record deal okay now a few years ago um, he had a record deal with epic records but it fell through but this brother was consistently putting out mixtapes okay going back to uh 2005 okay his debut mixtape Slawson Boy And his eighth mixtape came out in 2010, uh, titled Crenshaw. So, if we look at the article from uh, NBCNews.com, it talks about how since the beginning of his rap career, uh, he has always represented the Crenshaw district, specifically the intersection of Crenshaw Crenshaw Boulevard and Slauson. All right, in 2005, his debut uh, uh, mixtape was called Slauson Boy, and he in the interview on 97.9 he talked about how he had a track record of selling CDs selling them out of the trunk of his car pumping them up at clubs in the area things like this right and he talked about how uh, it's a big it was a big difference in promoting the mixtapes on your own and then being with a major record label uh, Atlantic being with a major record label and having them having a marketing team and being able to promote your work all across the country he said you know when he went to a club just three days after Victory Lap was out uh, or one of the songs of Victory Lap was out something like that he talked about how uh, he saw a huge difference in the crowd the song had only been out three days and they knew the words to the song things like this so um, but this is also, a lesson for entrepreneurs, whether you are in the music industry or not in the mu- music industry, about being able to brand yourself using social media to market your product, being, you know, what I call hand to hand combat. I, I, I taught entrepreneurship for seven years and uh, maybe nine now if I think about it. But I, I, I talk about being face to face with the customer and doing that hand to hand combat, having the marketing, having your product. I just came back from being at an expo doing um, the 18th annual the 18th annual Baltimore Natural Hair Care Expo. I was a presenter there. I was doing workshops dealing with great black women in history, the mothers of civilization, and the role of black women in the film Black Panther. But I also had a vendor booth there as well. So some of you all saw the videos uh, that I did on Facebook Live from the expo, right? And you're right in front of people, you're talking to customers, some people listen to my show, follow me on Facebook, etc. Some people have never heard, uh, heard of me, right? So being, for, for, for African-American entrepreneurs especially, being that many of us don't are not second, third generation entrepreneurs, and we are inheriting a business, oftentimes we're not, we're creating a business for the first time. Um, going to expos like that can give you a lot of experience. And being able to uh, market your product, talk to people face to face, hone your sales skills. I have a long background in sales. So when I see somebody like this who put out eight mixtapes from 2005 to 2010, okay, and one of his mixtapes he sold for a hundred dollars a piece, all right, and uh, Jay Z bought uh, uh, Jay Z bought uh, a, a number of them. As well. But um in let's see, three years later he released his mixtape Crenshaw independently uh by selling one thousand physical copies for a hundred dollars each. He sold out in twenty-four hours. All right. So this brother is now he never went to business school, okay, and I'm not sure about his education past the tenth grade. Okay, he talked about stopping high school in the tenth grade. I don't know if he got I'm not sure if he got a GED or not. All right, but When you, I mean, there there are many brothers who don't get the opportunity to go to college. There are many brothers who don't get the opportunity to go to business school, but they have business acumen, okay? And one of the things he was doing with his, um, with the Vector 90 uh, uh, incubator dealing with uh, STEM and things like this, is teaching uh, coding, teaching STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. Teaching that to our youth to give them options. Okay, so they don't have to join a gang like he joined the gang. To give them options for so they can actually see opportunity. They can see they can have a career in this type of field or that type of field, or create a business. Around these skill sets that they're learning, okay. So this is what this brother was investing uh, in the community where he lived. He he never moved away from his community. He didn't move to the Hamptons, didn't move to Beverly Hills, what have you. They called him Neighborhood Nip, okay, N I P, Neighborhood Nip, because he's because he lived there. So now now those who who are not familiar with the comedian and actor Nipsey Russell, okay, this is where he gets his name from, okay. And and everybody probably has seen The Wiz okay the african-american version of the wizard of oz starring uh... diana ross and michael jackson as the as the uh... as the, as the, as the scarecrow and it was nipsy russell who was the Tin man okay so if you google nipsy russell you'll get to see who nipsy hustle got his name from a lot of people i mean <laughs> you know a lot of millennials or younger may not know who nipsy russell is okay alright so <laughs> so I just have to say that alright how's everybody doing okay let's see what we have we have Jennifer we have uh, Antoine crystal alright everybody share this broadcast on your Facebook page and invite your friends to tune in also and then also you can donate to the African History Network paypal.me forward slash the AHN show paypal.me forward slash the AHN show that helps us to uh, keep doing the broadcast uh, Finance the radio show, pay the bills, keep doing the research, etc. Okay, and uh, also you can go to AfricanHistoryNetwork.com, click on the yellow donate button as well. All right, let's continue. Okay, so, um, all right, so he sells a uh, thousand copies of um, of his 2000. Uh, he sells a thousand copies of his uh, Crenshaw CD for a hundred dollars. Okay, sells out. In um, 24 hours, all right. And in 2018, he releases uh, his debut studio album on a major record label, Victory Lap, in a strategic deal with Atlantic Records and his own record label, All Money. Okay, and so this is another thing, he starts his own record label also, and he enters into a strategic deal with Atlantic Records. Now, I remember back in the day. I knew well, back when I was in college. I knew people who wanted to have a record label, and well, wanted to get a record deal. I knew, you know, some of my friends in college they wanted to get a record deal, et cetera. Majority of us were not focused on owning a record label. The goal was to get a record deal. Now you got people like um, Chance the Rapper. I think he's still independent. Chance the Rapper selling millions of uh, of uh, CDs, downloads, et cetera. But the last I heard, he was still an independent artist. He had not signed with a major record label. He has uh, commercials for Kit Kat, things like this. So, so, and, and then also you have other artists, whether it's Tyrese, uh, Tyrese Gibson, whether it's uh, Tamia, you, you have those artists who were on major record labels, Eric Benet, and they are talking about the they've gone independent, one. Two, they talk about the benefits of being an independent artist as well. So because of the digital age, because of downloads, because of iTunes, because of different avenues that you can get your uh product out using the internet, downloads to smartphones, etc., it's totally changed the game. All right, we'll take a quick break right there. Hey, this is Michael M. hotel founder of the Appian History Network. You listen to my podcast dealing with uh, how Nipsey Hussle empowered his community through real estate, economic empowerment, and STEM. We'll be back in a few minutes.
1: 2019 is here, and there's no better time to start working on your financial goals. My name is Marticia Patterson, and I am a certified financial planner with over 19 years in the wealth management industry. I am helping people just like you focus on and achieve their goals. If you need help with budgeting, saving for emergencies or retirement, if you want to start investing but don't know where to start, I am here to help. No need to feel alone or frustrated. No one's situation is the same, which is why you need a certified financial planner to develop a unique plan tailored to your specific needs. Contact me today. My phone number is 646 552-4384 Five five two four three eight four again six four six five five two four three eight four or email me at PattersonPlan17 at gmail.com my website is PattersonPlan17.com no more excuses now is the time my name is Marticia Patterson and I am here to help
0: do you have a child with ADHD autism or another special need would you like to treat your child holistically and avoid pharmaceuticals and stimulants if possible? If so, you need to head over to OurKidsCanThrive.com OurKidsCanThrive.com and take the holistic special kids course. Shava, a mother to four boys ages 12 to five and a daughter who is almost three years old, has dealt with hyperactivity, anxiety, depression, severe anger, sensory processing disorders, chronic fatigue, and more, and now her children are all thriving. Chava is a holistic ADHD coach and has helped many children privately and now. She shared all of the tips, tricks, herbs, foods, and supplements she has used to treat her own children and many others. Head over to OurKidsCanThrive.com and sign up for the course now this is business but to my credit life it's personal they care about your credit as much as you do they want you to get the credit you deserve in the shortest amount of time Not only will they dispute the negative items from your reports they'll also work with you to build positive credit for future endeavors they keep it simple in their approach to getting you back on track with their three-step process review Dispute and update. They dispute all inconsistent items on your credit report, such as medical bills, evictions, tax liens, judgments, student loans, collections, charge offs, late payments, bankruptcy, and more. Don't let your dreams just be dreams. Get started today. Call My Credit Life at 331 201 and ask for Robin and also visit their website mycreditlife.com L Y F E mycreditlife.com and visit them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash mycreditcoach looking for technology for your home or business no problem from laptops to Chromebooks surface tablets antivirus security software to business phone systems JCW computer consulting LLC has got you covered be sure to use the African History Network custom link for discount and special promotions jcwcc is a certified minority business enterprise and part of the i buy black network visit shop.jcwcc.com or call 215-879-6701 the kwame skate company strives to responsibly make meaningful product for the black community that not only exemplifies our lifestyle but enhances the ability to live it to provide value to our customers and deliver top-quality customer service while still having fun and maintaining our values our brand platform offers compelling product assortments meaningful brand experiences and convenient multi-channel accessibility that reflects our respect and knowledge of both indigenous people and skateboard lifestyle. Our community is committed to growth and development to understanding and showing the world that Kwame and the indigenous community can do so much more. Visit their website today kwamesco.com Kwame
1: Ready to start getting healthy? Well I'm here to let you know that all-natural honey is a great way to start. At Crazy Boy Honey, we offer all natural honey for the lowest prices. Our honey has no additives or preservatives. Go to crazyboyhoney.com. That's crazyboyhoney.com and see what we have to offer. And remember, shipping is free.
0: And we are back. This is Michael in the Hotel. This is my podcast from April 2nd, 2019, dealing with how Nipsey Hustle empowered his community through real estate, economic empowerment, and STEM. Remember, you can advertise with the African History Network. Email us at service at Customer service at com for more information. So now, and also the other thing is, because of TV shows like Unsung <laughs> on TV One, we get to hear how a lot of artists got ripped off by major record labels as well. Okay? You had a new edition story. <laughs> you know, so we get to hear these stories of how these artists who we thought had it made, how they got into trouble with the record company, record sales weren't what they were, they uh, were paid royalties in advance, okay? Then they get cut from the uh, record label, still owe money, things like this happen, okay? All right, so let's, so let's continue. Now, um, on the microphone, he often talked about his entrepreneurial ambitions, okay? In um, Blue in blue Laces 2, one of his songs, Blue Laces 2, he said, billion dollar project about to crack the cement. So one of our investments had become strategic. Uh, summer Roll 18, man is such a season about to make more partners like uh, about to make more partner partners look like effing geniuses. OK, now that billion dollar project likely referred to Destination Crenshaw which was a 1.3 mile outdoor um, space dedicated to the arts and culture of black Los Angeles. Uh, The project is a response to the city's decision to put a section of the Los Angeles City County Metro Rail Line at a ground level along Crenshaw Boulevard. Community members lamented that the construction of that metro line would harm local businesses, according to Curbed LA, news, uh, news publication there in Los Angeles, Curbed LA. Council member uh, Marquise Harris-Dawson told NBC Black uh, that often outsiders come into communities he represents to capitalize off their assets and value while the community often does not benefit. But Nipsey Hussle stepped in to make sure that that did not happen. Nipsey Hussle stepped in to make sure that that did not happen. He was one of the early supporters of the project. Okay? So, uh, Marquise Harris-Dawson said what Nipsey did is that he flipped that script. Okay? And uh, Harris-Dawson is the is leading the Destination Crenshaw effort. Um, Marquise Harris-Dawson said, quote, he said, we're going to create the content on the platforms and be part of the entire chain so that no one is going to capture value uh, of what we create without us participating. That makes a big difference, end quote. Okay, so what he's talking about is ownership, ownership, and this is a, a really a good lesson. I, I hope you share this video. Uh, we'll put this on our YouTube channel, Michael M Hotel, I M H O T E P. I hope you share this video with our youth, uh, millennials, of course, but we're younger than that. So, for those that don't know, millennials are those born between 1980 and 1996. Okay, those are millennials. Everybody young is now a millennial. All right, but share this with our youth, especially our teenagers, because what happens is. They see the platinum, they see the gold, they see the diamonds in the hip-hop videos. And a lot of them think this stuff is real, okay? Some of that jewelry is rented. A lot, of, a lot of times those cars are rented, okay? And they think that this is what it's all about. But what Nipsey Hussle is saying, even though in some of his videos he may have the gold and the medallions, what have you, he is talking about ownership. It's ownership of these assets, assets that generates revenue is ownership of the real estate so he talked about how when he when they first opened the Mar- the marathon clothing company he was renting that space out in the strip mall okay then he and a partner actually bought the entire strip mall that other businesses are in alright so and, and when we look at our community you see very few strip malls owned by african-americans I mean if you find if you find a strip down a block and you have five six seven African-American stores that are, you know, uh, stores owned by African-Americans say in a strip mall, you're doing really well. I mean, that's, that's, that's rare, but usually we don't own the strip mall that the stores are in. They're just paying a lease. What happens is if, and see, this is taking place in Detroit. You have huge gentrification in Detroit, strip malls being bought up. All of downtown, almost all of, basically all of downtown being bought up, most of it owned by uh, Dan Gilbert, who owns Quicken Loans and the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers as well. You have the Midtown area being bought up. And what happens is white speculators come in, buy up these strip malls, raise the price of the rent. It forces out the African-American owned businesses that have been there 20, 30 years paying taxes, etc and then they bring in all these other white-owned businesses okay so you see African American owned businesses being pushed out because we didn't own the land that the that the business was was on. okay we own the business but we didn't own the strip mall or the land the business was on. so what what Nipsey Hussle did is he went bought the strip mall that Marathon clothing was in okay all right we'll come to some of your comments here in just a minute African American business owners Post the name of your business here on the thread of the broadcast as well. We know we let you do that, you know, when we broadcast, and um, we'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network on the podcast of our radio shows. The African History Network show We're on eight different podcast platforms, and uh, each one of our shows gets thousands of listens. Uh, Even we have a special April promotion uh, going on uh, for uh, going on to the fifth. Email us customer service at africanhistorynetwork.com customer service at African history network.com. Okay. All right. Let me back up here. Cause I made some uh, notes. I want to make sure that I get to uh, Forbes.com also had a good article as well uh, from February, 2019 about Nipsey hustle and real estate inside Nipsey hustles blueprint to become a real estate mogul inside Nipsey hustles blueprint to become a real estate mogul. That's on February 20th, 2019. Okay, written by uh, Zach Greenberg for Forbes.com. Another good article dealing with his entrepreneurial prowess. All right, now, um, let me back up a minute here because I jumped ahead of myself. Just give me a second here. Okay, so, um, Idris Sandu, Idris, Idris Sandu is a Ghanaian American engineer. All right. We know that, uh, Nipsey Hussle was Eritrean and, and, and African American. Okay. His father is Eritrean, his mother's African American. Another famous, um, actress, well, famous actress is Eritrean as well as Tiffany Haddish. Her father is Eritrean, okay? And at the, uh, at the Oscars uh, last year, she went to the Oscars wearing an Eritrean dress. And we posted uh, articles about that and pictures of her. The just a beautiful, okay? So, Nipsey Hussle teamed up with Idris Sandu, who's an engineer, all right? And um, he enlisted the the help of software engineer Idris Sandu to create the app and build uh, the store for Marathon Clothing after a chance meeting at a Starbucks store a couple of years ago. All right. Uh, Idris Sandu told NBC Black, he said, quote, Nipsey is the reason many people know me today and to hear that his life was taken in front of the very store we built together is truly a full circle moment which aches uh, for me personally as well as for the culture grateful for the light he saw in me years ago I vow to continue uh, pushing forward the, the culture with the very platform he gave me so they had a chance meeting at a Starbucks and Idris, there was an article I I, I saw about this, talking about uh, how they met, and uh, I'm going to see if I can pull it up. I think it was uh, from, I'm not sure if it's from Forbes or what, because I've read so many articles. But um, Nipsey Hussle saw that uh, Idris was working on a computer, and he saw the algorithms that was on the screen. So he started asking about it. They started talking. And three, week, three weeks later, they were working together, and um, Idris was developing this app for them, okay, for for the Marathon Clothing Store. So, check that out also. So here you have one brother of Ghanaian descent working with another brother of Eritrean descent, okay, and, the, and both these brothers are here in the U.S., all right, so I mean, it, 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 here you have uh, brothers of different uh, descent of different African countries working together to help empower African Americans as well. All right, so check out the um, check out the article from uh, Forbes.com, in- Inside Nipsey Hussle's Blueprint to Become a Real Estate Mogul, and uh, we'll continue with this article from NBC News, uh, Black as well. All right, so in February, February. 2019, uh, Nipsey Hussle and his business partner David Gross bought the entire plaza at the at that intersection. Okay, uh, this is the, the plaza where the, the the intersection of Crenshaw and Slauson, with the uh, the the strip mall where the Marathon Clothing Store is. And they bought the entire plaza at that intersection with plans to knock it down and build it back up with a six-story residential building atop commercial stores. And that was reported by uh, Forbes.com as well. The article from Forbes. And I saw a video from a local news affiliate. I think it was a Fox affiliate there in Los Angeles back when this deal was made. Okay, and it it um, I saw one, but I think I think there was one a couple months before that that I saw about his entrepreneur skills as well. Now, David Gross is also founder and CEO of Vector90, V-E-C-T-O-R, Vector90, a co-working space and STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math, STEM incubator for young people to gain training, professional development, and other tools to build their own businesses. Nipsey Hussle invested in Vector90, put his own money into Vector90, and has long had an interest in technology. Has long had an interest in technology and hope to help bridge the gap uh between African American and Hispanic children in his community and technology entrepreneurs and CEOs in Silicon Valley. All right. Um there was a let's see, there was a quote from uh, the obituary. So L.A. Times did a big article on him back in 2018. All right. And uh, we'll pull up the article from the L.A. Times with a new STEM center and a revolutionary marketing strategy. Nipsey Hussle is music's biggest disruptor. This is from March 16, 2018 L.A. Times. There, there were a number of articles written about this brother. Last year, okay, before this tragedy happened, there were a number of articles written about him. We'll post this link right here on the thread of the broadcast, all right. And these are articles we can share with our youth. Now, one thing that I teach parents to do is go to azlyrics.com, azlyrics.com, and at azlyrics.com, you can type in the uh, name of a song, it gives you the lyrics to the song. Definitely do this for, for Cardi B. And Nicki Minaj, please, parents, do this, grandparents, aunties, uncles, okay? Because it gives you the name of the, uh, type in the name of the song, it gives you the lyrics to the song, the uncensored lyrics to the song. So you can actually see the programming being fed to our children. Okay, so if you don't understand the lyrics that are being fed to our children and the ideas, right, how can you protect them from that? So so we have to do we have to do this. And also you could type you could type in the name of an artist. It gives you the names of the songs they have in the database, and you can click on the name and it gives you the lyrics to the songs. It's free. azlyrics.com. Alright? It's extremely important that we do this. Okay, so LA Times had a big article for March 16, 2018, with a new STEM center and a revolutionary marketing and revolution and a revolutionary marketing strategy nipsey hustle is music's biggest disruptor okay and uh in the article he talked about uh silicon valley he talked about uh let me pull up this actual quote here uh he said in our culture there's a narrative that says follow the athletes follow the entertainers and that's cool but there but there should be something that says Follow Elon Musk, follow Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook. I think he said, I think that with me being influential as an artist and young and coming from the inner city, it makes sense for me to be one of the people that's waving the flag. All right. So this is what this brother was doing. He saw a need. He invested his community. He invested in African American youth, Hispanic youth. To give them opportunities that he did not have when he was younger. And he got involved, we know, he got involved in gang life, um, uh rolling sixties, uh, neighborhood Crips. And the interview that he did with 97.9 in March of 2018, and it's on YouTube. I'll post a uh link to the video here. It's called uh, Nipsey Hustle talks about what his real name, Ermaeus, uh ASDOM means STEM programs and more. He talks about how he never left. The, he never left the Rolling Sixty Crips. Okay, he said he went in another direction, but he but he said that. And this is not. I'm not trying to cast aspersions on him anything like this. This is what he said in the in the video. He said that um, basically he was saying it's not something that being in the game was not something that you quit, but you go in another direction. You don't necessarily do that anymore. You don't gang bang anymore. He talked about he doesn't gang bang, but it's not something that you the the actual gang is not something that you quit. You go in another direction. And he actually talked about how when he chose music, he, he talked about how um, he could feel some of the people in the gang looked at him differently. He said they won't tell you something to your face but they'll look at you differently and say oh, okay so you're not down with us anymore or what have you because you don't want to do this you want to go in that direction or when you know you're saying well hey I'm i fa- you know, I'm a father now I have a family I can't do that anymore okay so in that interview interviews about I think 35 minutes he talks about um, the change that takes place as well but he also talks about being able to give our youth opportunities that he did not have when he was growing up, as well. Okay, um, let's see here. Jennifer said that's why, that's why it was so respected by. His, that's why he was so respected by his community. Um, he said some of the uh, Martell says some of these parents are just as bad by listening to that ghetto fab music. Or in even those parents need to even those parents need to go read the lyrics because when you actually read the lyrics to the music, you get an entirely different impression about it than if you just listen to the music. If you actually read the lyrics to the music, okay, that's extremely important. Always have so much information for the black community. Uh, Maricela said, "Okay, thanks, Maricela." All right, let's continue here. Okay, so. Okay, so we have the uh, quote from uh, Forbes dealing with uh, that, oh, I'm sorry, that's from the L.A. Times, okay? So in the inner city uh, Nipsey Hussle grew up in was the uh, South Los Angeles of the 1990s, a place where gang culture dominated. Yet he managed to, de- to develop a love of music and technology, a love of music and technology. A deep interest in, the, in, the, uh, in music led him to seek out computer auctions led him to seek out computer auctions. And after collecting parts, uh, computer parts, he eventually learned to build a PC from top to bottom. Okay, He said, I grew up in gang culture. We dealt with death, with murder. It was like living in a war zone where people die on these blocks and everybody is a little bit immune to it. I guess they call it post-traumatic stress, PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. When you have people that have been at war for such a long time, I think L.A. suffers from that because it's not normal. Yet we embrace it like it is like it is after a while, end quote. OK, this is what he said in the interview with um, the L.A. Times. So ultimately, his goal was to combine his music interests with his tech sensibilities, partly due to to financial constraints. All right. He said I had to learn how to use software early because I wanted to record myself. I didn't have a budget to pay engineers, so I had to learn how to use software myself. Just growing up, being an 80s baby that uh, grew up in the 90s, technology was a part of culture. So I was always interested in it. Okay, so he, grew, he was born um, August 15th. 1985 in Los Angeles. August 15th, 1985 in Los Angeles, all right? So, because he had to learn how to use software on his own. Now, he's working through the financial constraints, right? So, he's learning how to use software, learning how to record himself. He 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 buys parts, builds his own computer. This is the African genius. And this brother is from Africa. I mean, his father is Eritrean. Right, so this is the African genius manifesting itself in spite of financial constraints. So, because of all of this, this fueled a strong entrepreneurial spirit in Nipsey Hussle, as Asdom, uh, leading today to a top 10 album uh, in Victory Lab. Okay, when, when this article came out, a work that explores Nipsey Hussle's rise and the lesson he's learned as a self-taught, self-funded MC. Along the way, Nipsey Hussle pioneered a number of innovative measures in marketing and self-promotion and caught the attention of some of the biggest names in hip-hop. Now, Hussle's label, All Money Money In, uh, has a partnership with Atlantic Records. He also owns what he calls a smart store, a smart, quote unquote, smart store for his fashion brand, uh, the uh, the marathon clothing, at West slawson Avenue and Crenshaw Boulevard, where visitors can use an app to enhance their experience. Additionally, he is part of an investment syndicate that, there were not mine, that includes DJ Khalid and uh, the the uh, the Lakers, Luol, uh, Luol Ding uh leading a bid to acquire the leasehold for uh, Santa Monica's historic uh, Viceroy Hotel. Uh, Nipsey Hussle said, quote, I just want to give back in an effective way. I remember being young and really having the best intentions and uh, and not being met on my efforts. I remember being young and really having the best intentions And not being met on my efforts. You're like, I'm going to really lock into my goals and my passion and my talents, but you see no industry support. You see no structures or infrastructure built, and you get a little frustrated. End quote. This is what this brother says. So what he was trying to do is invest in his community and give youth opportunities he did not have, and at the same time trying to help keep them out of the gangs, keep them away from violence, keep them away from criminality. Now, the the lack of opportunity can make gang culture seem the most viable option, the article from the LA Times goes on to say. Nipsey Hussle said, I remember feeling like, number one, number one, what's the point? And number two, maybe I'm tripping maybe I'm not even supposed to be ambitious maybe I'm not even supposed to be thinking this big and thinking outside the box maybe I should just follow suit that's a dangerous thing I would like to prevent as many kids from feeling like that as possible because what follows is self-destructive what follows is self-destructive we go back to I think it was the early '90s. The song "Self Destruction." You're headed for self destruction, right? Uh, and then, um, the, the, so that was the East Coast rappers' self destruction, because of all the violence that was taking place, et cetera. And let's let's keep it real. Some of the violence was talked about and glorified by some of the hip-hop music. Some of the hip-hop music was a cautionary tale. When we go back to 19. 19- 8081 Grandmaster Flash and the Furious Five and the and the message, that was a cautionary tale. That didn't make you want to go out and get your car repossessed. Rats in the front room, roaches in the back, junkies in the alley with the baseball bat. I tried to get away, but I couldn't get far because a man with a tow truck repossessed my car. That didn't make you want to go experience junkies in the, in the alley with a baseball bat, okay? But it was a cautionary tale. It was talking about what was going on in the community, but it wasn't glamorizing it, right? So then you had the East Coast rappers because violence had gotten out. It was crazy in the '90s. Violence at an all-time high, murders, things like this, close to an all-time high, much higher than what it is, much higher than what it is today. Okay, and because of all that, you have uh, uh, you had the East Coast rappers, and then the West Coast rappers came out with a song called uh, "We're All in the Same Game." Okay. We're all in the same game. Alright, and let me uh change memory cards here. How long have we been going? How's everybody doing? Y'all alright? Okay. Stand by this second here. Let me uh change this memory card. I'm recording this with my uh Camcorder off my video camera as well. Alright, let's start this up. Okay, so you had the East Coast rappers, and you can, they should have this video on YouTube as well. You had the East Coast rappers with the song Self Destruction, you're headed for Self Destruction, talking about preserving the life of our youth, put down the guns, don't kill each other. Then the West Coast rappers. Hammer, 357, uh, Eze. ei I don't remember if NW, I think NW, NW was in there. I remember Eze e was in there. The West Coast rappers came out with, we're all in the same gang, which was along the same lines of the song, Self-Destruction, okay? So what Nipsey was saying is that to follow the crowd means to follow self-destruction. All right. So the idea for Vector 90 was born during a uh, fortuitous encounter with the stranger seated beside him at a LA Lakers game. A conversation fueled uh, Nipsey Hussle said by tequila led to an instant connection. All right, and that was with David Gross. Okay, his, his partner with Vector 90. It turns out uh, Hussle was seated beside real estate developer in South Los Angeles native David Gross. Gross floated the idea of partnering on an upcoming project. And the following day, Nipsey Hussle and a friend drove to, uh, to Gross um, to his office. It, it, it was there that uh, David Gross presented the concept then called Too Big to Fail. All right. Check out. This is a fantastic article from L.A. Times. Now, this article is from March 16, 2018. With a new STEM curric- new STEM center and a revolutionary marketing strategy. Nipsey hustle is music's busy Nipsey Hustle is music's music's biggest disruptor. Okay? Nipsey hustle is music's biggest disruptor. Alright, check that check out that article from uh, the LA Times as well. Alright, African American business owners say hey, name of business here on the Thread of the Broadcast also. Email us at uh, customer service at network dot com, customer service at network dot com, and um, we'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network on the podcast of our shows, and uh, you can uh, um, the podcast of the African History Network show, which we do which we do every Sunday, and uh, we're on eight different podcast platforms: we're on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, Castbox, Acast, TuneIn, FM Player. Each episode gets listened to uh, thousands of times. We have listeners all across the country. I've been doing the African History Network show for nine years. we doing it for nine years. March 10th, 2019, uh, we celebrated a nine year anniversary. So uh, email us at customer service at com We have a special promotion where you get about, um, let's see, you, you get one month for the price of three. Okay, that's our current promotion we have going on right now. We'll post the uh, information here on the thread of the broadcast. So if you have an e-commerce store, you have a brick-and-mortar store, you have an upcoming event that you want to promote, uh, you definitely want to advertise with the African History Network. We're gonna also post your flyer or information uh, on our Facebook fan page, the African History Network, as well. Okay. Let's see here, Jennifer. How you doing, Jennifer? Okay. Uh, Willie. All right. Just a few people watching. Okay, let's continue. I'm gonna uh, continue a little more. some i uh, share some more of this article with you from NBCNews.com. There's a little bit more I haven't gotten to because I made notes here. Make sure I get get all this information in. All right. But this was a brilliant brother who really, really needs to be studied. Okay, seriously. Um. So in in February 2019, uh, Nipsey Hussle and his business partner David David Gross. Bought the entire plaza at uh, Crenshaw and Slawson, and uh, with plans to knock it down and build it back up with a six story residential building atop commercial uh, stores. All right, and Forbes.com talked about that as well. All right, now uh, let me uh, scroll down here. Okay. Alright, so Hustle owned several businesses in the area, in the Crenshaw Slauson area, including a Fat Burger restaurant, a barbershop, and a seafood market. He had invested in the 59th Street Elementary School, giving shoes to all of the students and renovating its basketball courts and playgrounds. So this brother had a big heart. He was doing a lot for the community, okay? He told the Los Angeles Times in 2018, I just wanted to give back in an effective way. I just wanted to give back in an effective way. I remember being young and really having the best intentions and not being met uh, on my efforts. Okay, He uh, He said, you're like, I'm going to really lock into my goals and my passion and my talents. But you see no industry support. You see no... Uh, structures or infra- infrastructure built, and you get a little frustrated. All right. Now, Imani Bill Ampa, A M P A H, I think it's pronounced Ampa, a longtime resident of the Crenshaw District in South Los Angeles, said she remembered when Nipsey Hussle released one of his earliest singles, Hustle in the House, in 2009. Since then, she had uh, seen the effect that. Uh, Nipsey had on her community. And once again, they called a neighborhood Nip. All right. She said, quote, he became a neighborhood hero. He was such a positive figure in our community. You see the changes that he made. He worked with elementary schools and helped to bring STEM programs in the community. This is not just someone who just had a business he wanted to change the community from the root up in quote okay all right now um, let's see here some of this I already covered so I don't want to be redundant all right okay so, Though he had been associated with the rolling 60s neighborhood Crips in his youth, Nipsey Hussle was slated to meet with uh, Steve uh, Soboroff, president of the Los Angeles uh, Police Commission, Los Angeles Police Department Chief Michael Moore, and entertainment company uh, Rock Nation to discuss ways to stop gang violence. A lot of people heard that this was reported. So he was supposed to meet with them uh, Monday, April 1st, actually. In the last few years, he had participated in anti gun violence rallies. Uh, like the one in two thousand and thirteen, where he met Marquise uh, Harris Dawson, he he wanted change and he wanted it now. Okay, all right. So check out that article from uh, NBCNews dot com, their NBC Black platform. Okay, blk NBC Black. All right, and then also Washington Post has an obituary. Uh, on Nipsey Hussle as well that was gives a lot of good information on him also uh, Nipsey Hussle Grammy nominated rapper who sought to revive South LA dies at 33 we will post this link here also and um, the grill.com had a really good article as well family community wealth hip-hop uh, the hip-hop legacy of Nipsey Hussle from the griot.com. This is another good article. Also, let's see. Uh, Damon said, Good die young, fakes live forever. Okay, we have Eric Toomer as well. Kenneth, all in the same game, West Coast Virginia. Yeah, I remember that. I remember watching that on the video jukebox. So some of you, some of you are old enough to remember the video juke uh the video jukebox. And you could uh, you could watch the videos for free, but you can also call in and you could pay for them to play a video that you wanted. You could request a video, and you would pay to put it on your phone bill, something like that. But you can sit up and watch it for free. Also, the video jukebox. All right, and then um, I'm not sure why they got rid of that. I don't I don't remember. Family community wealth hip hop. Family family community wealth hip hop. The legacy of Nipsey Hussle. Okay. By Biba Adams, April first, two thousand nineteen. Another good article that deals with uh his background, his entrepreneurial savvy, uh, etc. Okay, so check that out as well. Uh Let me get some more. Okay, try get some more your comments in here. All right. Okay, guys, so hey, we'll be on Sunday. Uh, we're on every Sunday, 9 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the African History Network show uh, from the studios at 9:10 a.m. Superstation. If you like this type of information, you can donate to the African History Network, paypal.me AHN show, paypal.me forward slash the AHN show, or you can go to our website, africanhistorynetwork.com, africanhistorynetwork.com, and uh, click on the yellow donate button right on the home page You want to donate 10, 15, 25, 100 dollars, whatever it is to help support the African History Network, help support the research, Finance the radio show, finance the research, help us pay the bills, stay on the air. And I will be in Cleveland. So I, I just got back from the uh, 18th annual Baltimore Natural haircare Expo. So, I should be in Cleveland Sunday, May 5th, for the Cleveland uh, Natural Hair Care Expo. I'll be doing a workshop there as well Great African Women in History, The Mothers of Civilization, and the Role of Black Women in the Film Black Panther. I have a vendor booth there. So, those in the Cleveland area, come on out and see me. Visit naturalhaircareexpo.com, naturalhaircareexpo.com for more information. And also, if you like this type of information, uh, you can uh, register for the online courses that I teach. We have them all on demand. We have a 10 course online bundle pack that's all on demand. You can watch from around the world. You can watch right now. Uh, it's on sale $40, regularly $130. And it includes Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Under Ancient Kemet, the Moors, and the Ma'afa, understanding the transatlantic slave trade, what they didn't teach you in school. Okay? That is a 14 hour, seven session online course. And uh, I do a thousands of years of history. I do uh, have a PowerPoint presentation, have video clips. Okay, can you all still hear me? I have a PowerPoint presentation, have video clips, all of that. Okay, and uh, then it also includes uh, Great African Women in History, the Mothers of Civilization. Uh, online class I did dealing with the film Black Panthers, a 10 course online bundle pack, is on sale right now, $40. It's regularly one hundred thirty dollars on sale for limited time only. It's all on demand. Watch from around the world. You stream it. Watch from around the world. Uh, and I teach all. I teach all those classes. Okay, so you can um, uh, sign up for that. Order that as well. All right. So I think I covered uh, everything. Um, we'll post a link to the article here dealing with Ethiopian Eritrea. Uh, we need to study some more of the history of Ethiopian Eritrea. Eritrea gained its independence from Ethiopia in uh, 1991 as well. There's a good article from uh, face2faceafrica.com. Ethiopian leader makes historic visit to Eritrea, the first in two decades. Okay. We'll post that link here also uh, on the thread of the broadcast. All right. So, look, hey, we have to get out of here. Uh remember at the African History Network, we focus on educating and pine. Let me post this link here. Is this working? What's going on? All right. Remember at the African History Network. Uh well, you can't hear me. Can you all hear me? Testing one, two, three. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm trying to monitor this here on another computer. Okay. Remember, at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering, and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world. Because right now, it's corrects wrong behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you, and get away with, is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself. Um, voice volume super low. I don't know why the volume is low. I don't know why the voice volume is low. I don't know what happened. You can hear? Alright, refresh your screen. Okay. Okay, everybody refresh your screen. Alright. Okay, uh, and African American business owners email us customer service at African History Network com. Customer service at African History Network com. Uh we'll let you know how you can advertise with the African History Network. We have a special promotion going on this week as well. All right. So remember at the African History Network, we focus on educating, empowering and inspiring people of African descent throughout the diaspora and around the world, because right now it's correct wrong behavior. What you do for yourself, what you do to yourself, and what you allow other people to do to you and get away with is based upon what you think about yourself. What you think about yourself is based upon what you have been taught about yourself, what you've been taught about yourself is based upon everything you've read, heard and seen about yourself. Remember right now it's correct wrong behavior. It's not over till we win, we're kind of forever.